This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Sabah al-Khair and welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, uh, we've seen the rise of wearable fitness tech and there's a stunning array of devices on the market at the moment to help you achieve your fitness goals. But do fitness trackers actually help? Do they really work today? Mr. and Mrs. Muscle are jumping in to talk wearable tech. What to look for, the benefits, the downsides and which pieces are really worth investing in. All of that and more is coming up next right here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. It is so good to welcome back into the studios Mike and Viv, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. They are back. Good morning. Morning. Hi, good morning. So good to have you. You guys seem very chill. (laughs) I know it's Ramadan, but (laughs) oh man, Um, we've got so much to talk about today because yes, Eid is coming up, and I know some people are thinking, okay, what am I going to get for Eid? What do I get my significant other? Well, maybe a wearable piece of fitness tech. I'm looking at some of these, and they're fantastic, and um, I've actually got a. A Fitbit Versa in front of me as well, which I will be uh, unboxing and checking out later on. Amazing. Uh, However, uh, we're going to be talking about all of that in a sec. But there's been a couple of things that are in the news at the moment that uh, are all about our health and fitness. A couple of things that we just mentioned uh, earlier, uh, and that is the study that talks about how men who want to look good in the gym, who are bodybuilding, who are maybe taking anabolic steroids, that can have a detrimental effect on their ability to conceive. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, uh, Mike and Viv. Uh, Yes, I mean, I think people have to address um, why a lot of people have gone down this route and it still happens today. It's a very taboo subject, um, one that no man will will ever really truly open up about. And you can also see the signs when someone has taken anabolic uh, anabolic steroids. Um, But it's important to know what they are and what they do. I mean, uh, anabolic steroids try to mimic uh, testosterone. Uh, which is the male sex hormone that that guys produce um, with the pure purpose of, you know, differentiating our sexual characteristics, um, such as the body hair, increased bone mass, increased muscle mass. So what happens is when they go down the route of taking um, steroids, you're, you're naturally tricking your body, your pituitary gland, into thinking that your testes has gone into overdrive. Mm. So it actually reduces the hormones that are used to produce male sperm, for example. Wow. Hence leading to things like infertility. Mm. But if you really think about this, most of the guys that go down this particular route aren't thinking about having a child at that specific time. Right. So they don't go through the mental process of how is this going to affect me in the future. They just think, okay, let me see the short-term gain. Uh, let me go down this particular route and uh, I should be fine. No, no none of them research really what's the, the outcome is going to be. Because mm. it's mm. all about how they look at yeah. that particular moment. That's what's important at that time. But, you know, steroids can affect your body in so many different ways. And yeah. this is just only just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it enlarges pretty much the majority of your organs. 
you know it enlarges the heart like it enlarges all your organs to points where they're not unnaturally large so you you can't your body can't necessarily keep up you're making your body work a lot harder than it has to um you've got psychological effects as well i don't know if you know there's a lot of um people call it rage you know you get a lot of um what do we call it it's a, st- it's a steroid rage or, or, or just raid rage that's what they call it raid rage so high levels of aggressiveness short 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 temper um not only is it affecting you physically but it's affecting you socially it affects you in your relationships um it's a vicious cycle that you're you're heading down Mm. you know and um one thing that's important to note is steroids although it might enlarge in your bone mass and your muscle mass doesn't automatically make you stronger you still have to put the work in to physically get strong so it's just literally puffing you up it, it does and, and yeah it does definitely build the muscle but it, mm. in terms of that strength and taking your body through the route of going down strength training it doesn't the stories doesn't necessarily make you strong it's not a shortcut no, no it's not a shortcut no Mm-mm-mm. can you actually mm. reverse those effects if you've been somebody who's been taking steroids for some time trying to reverse all of that naturally um I, i'm not too sure uh, for sh- like for, for sure you'd have to go to uh, the doctors you'd have to get a series of tests done in particular for the hormones that have been limited mm. um because again essentially when your body starts cutting back i think it's called fsh i can't remember what it stands for yes it's the, exactly the hormone again that like i said produces um uh, you know the male sperm if um if that's been cut off you're going to have to definitely see a doctor in terms of going through some sort of rehabilitation process to to try and um get back to normalized levels. It's definitely a serious issue. Uh, yeah. Something to, to look into and to definitely think about if, if that's where you're at. Uh, another one that uh, we've been looking at today is all about burnout. And it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to at some stage or another uh, in your job, in your career. People generally do experience uh, burnout, but now it's being recognized as a chronic condition by the World Health Organization. Your thoughts? Uh, burnout. I think Viv, Viv sees the burnout from me. I think I think it's because of the way that we, we the, the current state of how we are when we receive information. That like we've blurred the lines between work at work and work at home. Like the lines have completely disappeared. Uh, work involves a lot of social media for many people. Uh, you take that home with you. There's constant comparisons of other people's lives in your life. There's a constant need to not not now. It's not become keeping up with the Joneses. It's become keeping up with the everybody on the social media. Yes, hundred um, percent. So, so I, I think it's important to start noticing when you're having burnout symptoms or signs. Mm. You know, you're waking up and you're feeling tired every single day or you're you're immediately thinking that it's a bad day um again very very short with people you can't function properly you can't answer questions clearly um but it, it definitely affects a lot of people in different ways you know in terms of the burnout have so. you felt it uh have you felt it viv in terms of burnout personally yes i have um that i i reached a point uh, about a year and a half ago where i had complete burnout and i had to basically take some time out um and just start working on myself so just resting a little bit more and recovering but it was also a, a personal thing and, and a mental thing as well so yes you can be overworked and overloaded with you know your your work or or home life but then it's also the stuff that the expectations you have for yourself which also add to that burnout and and can actually make it feel worse but um 
did you want to say something? No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, when I experienced it, I really had to just take some time to just readdress myself, rest. Definitely. Uh, I actually scaled back. So I was doing a lot of uh, a couple of boot camps and I had a couple of clients, but I decided not to take on any more clients. And I just took the time just to recover. It's just it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to make some hard choices. There there are points when because oftentimes burnout happens. It, it's uh, it's when things are going well. Yeah. When things are actually going really well, maybe for you in your career, you're taking on more clients, there's more going on for you, there are more events, whatever it is. And and it, you could start out being thinking, you know, I love my job, I love this so much. But then you kind of end up doing way too much to the point where you're just like, whoa, hold on. And, yeah. and, and before you know it. Burnout you is burn here. Yeah. And I think I think what's important for people to note uh, note down or notice is um when we say burnout, we think immediately feeling. Like we like like we think, oh okay, it's it's a mental thing completely, like I'm I'm just congested and blocked. Mm. But really there's different stages. You've got the physical burnout that starts to happen. So you're physically tired where you can no longer keep your eyes open. You're really, really fighting against it. Uh, then you've got the emotional um signs. Um so we're talking about motivation. You start to lose motivation. Like you said, you may have started off loving the job, loving your work, and all of a sudden, you just don't feel as motivated as you do. The rewards that you thought you were getting are no longer enough to keep you motivated. And then, um, I think one of the last stages, or the one, the ones that are most noticeable to your friends and your family and everyone else, uh, is gonna be the behavioral uh, signs. You know, you start withdrawing from people. Um, and from personal experience, this happened to me a lot. So my friends would regularly ask me, oh, can you come out? Can you come out? Can we can we meet up? And I'd make up every single excuse under the sun. I I used to say, oh, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm playing Scrabble with uh, Viv's mum. And like, I, I mean, that was one of the things, because we used to play Scrabble a lot. I know it's a bit off topic, but um, 100%, like I'd always give an excuse to withdraw from being with my friends or being out there. I, d I don't think that's off topic at all. Um, mm. and, and I'm seeing, it's interesting, you know, like you said, social media is such a big part of our lives now. We're constantly comparing ourselves, not just to the Joneses, like you said, mm. but to everybody. But I'm seeing more and more uh, examples on social media of people saying, well, actually, maybe we should be stepping back. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, having FOMO, we need to be having JOMO. Yeah. You know, the joy of missing, missing out, out rather than the fear of missing out and actually just saying no. And and to, to have people not be offended by that, to mm. just kind of go, well, I'm sorry, I can't. I am playing Scrabble and yeah, I love yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's actually very, very true. Um, I think I think especially with the social media side, we're, we're talking there's such a generational gap mm. between how the young of today have grown up versus how we've grown up. And... For us, the, 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 there's a link because if we have family members that are from that generation and we see them getting stressed or we see them burning out, that has an effect on us. Um, but in terms of trying to help the younger generation, in terms of telling them to scale back, mm. it's it's not even that social media is ad addictive, it's that it's such an integrated part of their life that's ever growing that taking a step back, if, if, if their friend or someone they're close to isn't taking that step back, and they need to take the step back, they won't do it. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even about keeping up. It's more to do with the fact that they they, they just, if, not, if everyone else isn't doing it at the same time, they don't feel that they can do it. And so there's got to kind of be that blackout day 
that day where maybe social media stands up and says today we're having a blackout day and yes that might i mean it sounds like the ideal utopian thing but um that could have such a positive impact where you have a unified day where you say everyone we're taking five minutes and it's like they used to do in tv do you remember when they used to just have these um i don't know about tv here but back home there used to be this clown that comes on it used to be at, do you remember this 4 a.m there used to be like a clown and then a gray screen and nothing no tv shows or anything was on it's just true in the middle east they used to be the same thing i remember growing just that, up just that screen uh there actually used to be times of the day when there was no broadcast right uh broadcast i don't know used to come on early in the morning maybe i don't know eight o'clock or something mm-hmm. like that and it would stop like at 10 or something yep. at night and you would just not have anything. Mm. We, oh my gosh, you're onto something there. Yeah, we've got to bring it Mike, back. Mike, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you're experiencing burnout. How do you deal with it? Um, but we're going to come back next to you guys and talk about uh, fitness wearables. Are they something that works for us or are they something that has a downside or... Are they something that can, you know, really help us to achieve our fitness goals? We're going to be talking about that and a lot more here on Live Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, we're back with you on Life Beats with Mike and Viv and we are talking wearable tech particularly fitness trackers where do we start it feels like uh there how many how many do we know how many kind of different kind of products and brands there oh, there's are on a lot market? Now. brands brands are, i think there's like maybe three to four major players main, main, yeah main ones but there's so many different variations um of, of trackers and, and um, bands that you can actually get um, it used to start out <laughs> i mean i remember this like 15 years ago, it used to be just the, your humble pedometer. Yes. And now it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Do, do you know what's funny? <laughs> it's funny that you said that. I remember getting my first pedometer, but I actually got mine from a packet of crisps. Yes, exactly. Walk, do, do you remember that? Walkers used to do it. <laughs> they, well, not quite crisps. That's a bit weird. No. Because you got they, crisps and a pedometer. Yeah, it was weird. Do, <laughs> used do you to remember be cereal that? packs for us. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but I got mine. I remember mine one came from Walkers. Um, I can't remember how how it came. I don't oh, yeah, and you would clip it, it onto exactly. you, and then it would track your steps as you walk. You don't think of that as wearable technology, like, at the but time. that was pretty much the first, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So now, obviously, they have progressed a lot more. They've evolved yes. a lot more. What should you expect? What are the kind of things that you should really expect your uh, fitness wearables to do for you these days? I think the first thing is um, really to track. I think the, the the most common thing they have is tracking things like your steps. Mm. Um, it's all about trying to get you to move and understand how much you're moving uh, throughout the day. So the, number one, something that tracks your steps. And that's basically every single one of them out there. Um, then you start progressing upwards. So things that measure your heart rate. Um, this is where the price factors start to change. Uh, things that measure your heart rate, things that can track your calories, um, things that track your sleep. So there's a, there's a lot to look for. I think what's important to note before you dive in is the advantages and the disadvantages mm. that come with all sorts of um, fitness wearables or any wearable technology. So um, if we're looking at advantages, I would say for, for sure it helps to increase your productivity. 
and, that, and that's a big one. I think that's one of the main reasons that they created um, fitness wearables in the first place is to try and get you to be productive. How, How does it get you to be more productive? I think it's to get you to compete with yourself to see what you're actually doing. Mm. Um, I'm surprised they don't actually have any scales. Um, and when I say scales, I mean the um, like tables that you can measure against. So it'd be interesting to see if they develop something that says, oh, the average person hits this many steps or has been hitting this many steps or have a leaderboard, like gamify the whole process, have a leaderboard. I think what's going on now, Mm. you know, with things like, uh, you know, because these often connect to apps, don't they? And so a lot of these apps do gamify it, don't they? Like uh, the Nike app and, you know, other different kind of fitness apps where uh, you kind of nudge each other to be doing more and and you get to hear what your friends are doing and you kind of go, oh, well, wait, you know, Jenny's like done (laughs) 5,000 more steps than me. I'd better, you know, hit the gym or something, you know, to make sure that I beat her. So I think they do have that kind of an an option Mm. in them, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they have that. And they also have these uh, badges or rewards that you get when you hit a certain amount of steps or you've burnt a certain amount of calories which is, is good. It's a, it's a nice incentive and it makes people feel good. It's a little celebration for being productive and then it will encourage them to be even more productive as well. It's kind of like that whole Pavlov's dog thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that we need that kind of that hit, that dopamine hit of, mm. of you know, it's kind of like the, the the likes or whatever you like. The positive reinforcement. The positive reinforcement. reinforcement yeah. That kind of makes you go, okay, well, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. This is good. And um, it, it, all of these kind of rewards. What are the downsides, though, when we're talking about wearable fitness? Um, sorry, go on. I would say the downsides are, well, it depends what you're going for because some of them are quite affordable. But um, obviously, if you're somebody that wants all the specifications of a, a fitness tracker and what else comes with it, it can be quite pricey. Mm. Um, so it's not really if you're talking your Apple Watches and yeah. that kind of thing as well. Yeah, that, um, they could go up to about $324 or something like that mm. and not everyone's going to want to spend on it. Even even more. Um, there's there's one that's out there. And again, it depends on, on price and budget for you. But there's there's like a, a Mont Blanc one that I've tested um, and I've got called the Summit, Summit 2. And that's about $1,000. So um, what's the difference? Well, when you're talking about, you know, the price of something like that, yeah versus you know the the cheaper models what is the difference what are you paying for i'd say mostly for the brand Mm. but then um things like uh with these advanced ones they actually have a lot of um specifications Mm. within them so it doesn't just track like your general health your calories your heart rate you know your steps Um, they can actually go into it a little bit deeper and um so say if if you've taken a fall it can track uh, the amount of falls you've had in in like a, a month Certain or a week really? yeah and it will record yep. that and if you're down and you're not responsive it could actually send out like a, a notification Emergency. or a call to uh, a family or the actual ambulance services so there's there's other additional things that are quite beneficial especially within this is te- well i'm speaking specifically about the series four the apple series four because this is really obviously very handy mm. for the elderly, yeah. you know, who yeah, 100%. need this kind of thing. Somebody maybe who's suffering from dementia as well. Yes. Um, also, I remember when we went into a briefing, a uh, product briefing, um, 
to talk about the technology that's inside this watch. And when they mentioned about fall detection, um, the reason it's so important is a lot of people have experienced this. Elderly members in their family have taken falls but feel too embarrassed to talk about it. Um, and it's the saddest part because, and this happened to my to my um, grandma, um, when she when she took a fall, she didn't. My mum didn't find out for like a good month or so later. Wow. And you maybe you kind of feel that like as you're getting older, older, and you take that fall, you kind of feel like no, 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 I'm, I'm still independent, and you get worried that maybe someone's going to come along and start having to give you a lot more assistance. And exactly. Yeah. That's possibly why you feel like you're going to lose that independence yeah. as well, and and that people will fuss over you more. One hundred percent. But yeah, th- there's a problem with that if you don't you know notify people that you are having these falls you could for all you know you could be building up clots or you could be causing um damage or you could have a damaged hip that leads to a problem down the line that could have totally been avoided Mm. so having things like i know we're still still talking about the advantages but having things like the fall detection and then the data that says how many times you've fallen when in the day that you've fallen you know maybe you've fallen at a time of day where your blood glucose levels starts to drop Maybe, and so we're now able to really play with this health data mm-hmm. to um, enhance lifestyle and the way we live. Um, I love what you've just talked about. Mm. We're going to come back in just a moment to talk more about uh, the benefits and also the downsides. We've got a qu- couple of questions in. Uh, one from Jackie asking uh, about a, a good wearable for running. Uh, and another one, this is uh, from Adam. He is uh, asking uh, about privacy and wearables as well. Big one. Yes, we're going to talk about all of that and more next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. All right, coming back with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. What an amazing topic. There is so much to talk about here. Uh, when we talk about fitness trackers, okay, uh, we've got some questions around this. We're talking about the pros, the cons. Um, maybe we can elaborate a little bit more before we go to Jackie's question, uh, which was all about the best wearables for runners. Okay, uh, another one came in from Adam about privacy. He's concerned about the, the privacy of having all of your information into a fitness tracker. Where is all of this going? Uh, but in terms of as well, you know, what are we paying for? Uh, the, the kind of things that you're paying for, particularly as you go up uh, in the hierarchy of, of fitness trackers as well, Mike. Yes. Yeah, so um, although price we say is a, a downside because it's quite expensive, mm. um, yes, sometimes you're paying for the brand, but majority of the time you're paying for what we've just discussed, the software that's inside it right. or the casing. Uh, durability is an issue um, with with cheaper models. Yep. We're talking straps that might break quite easily and replacing certain straps is a problem. Um, Garmin, I remember this, this happened to my Garmin. I had this Garmin VivoFit and th- uh, this particular series had a massive issue with screens. So the screen durability was actually quite poor and they were, um, everyone had warranty, they were replacing them for people, but the screens would go blank. Now, it's not that the watch had stopped working, it's just that when that screen is blank, you don't know what you're pressing, you don't know how to use it. This is where price definitely comes in. So I, I think the brands have done a good job in terms of making it accessible for everyone by giving you huge price ranges. 
but when we're talking about getting the the um, wearables that give you all of the data that you need to be able to change your lifestyle, you should invest because uh, they're very durable and they last. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a good investment. Mm. Mm. And as you were saying before, Viv, you know that the 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 whole different range of things that it can detect and talk to you about. Uh, what's happening in your body, fall detection, that kind of thing. It's definitely worth the investment, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it cha- it changes things up. And even when you download the app and connect to it, so it's personalized as well. And then usually within these apps, they give you different workouts that you can do. And also um, a lot of the apps, they give you like nutritional advice as well. So it, it's like a little guidance it's like your own little mini PT and tracker. So yeah, definitely worth track, um, checking it out. And it also helps to keep you accountable. So you're in charge of your own fitness. You know, you, you just hit go when, you, when you're doing your workouts, track your workouts. Um, and also just keeping an eye on like, say your sleep and, and stuff like that. So you can now identify, okay, what am I doing? Maybe it's my food that's you know affecting my sleep or maybe I'm not active enough I should maybe I should be working out so I could get a better quality sleep so these things they can really help to to show you where you need to work on just to touch on that um you know when, when you do things like check your sleep it prompts you in fact it forces you to question the different type of sleep because most of these trackers will tell you light sleep deep sleep or REM um, light sleep and deep sleep and um, uh, th- that kind of lucid kind of active state I can't remember what the third state is called but it forces you to, to check why you're getting those kind of lengths so now those kind of watches are prompting you to do the research that you needed to do and it's the same with um, tracking things like the food you know you're like all of a sudden you set your calories and you're trying your best to hit them now it's prompted you to do the work that other people were advising you to do but you weren't listening mm-hmm. um, and I think that's very very important I, as as humans we just have this issue sometimes of listening to somebody else yes we just don't want to do it yeah <laughs> so if, if, the, if, if something like a watch um, is going to do that job of prompting you to go and do the research because that's all we really needed to do it's just go and do the research for yourself for your body for your personalised information and then take the action what I love is, is some of these, um, you know, you, you're talking about the workouts and how it, it suggests to you a whole bunch of workouts. Uh, there are some that even say to you, OK, you could go for an hour's walk or you could run for half an hour or you could stand up and play guitar for two hours and you'll burn the same number of calories or whatever it is that it gives you more creative choices as well as well as connecting you to other people who are maybe on the same app or using the same uh, wearable or Fitbit or Garmin or whatever it is and kind of putting you into that community. Is that sense of community really important when we're talking about reaching goals? Um, For for sure. Mm. In terms of like if, if you're someone that struggles with motivation, we talked about motivation the other day. If you're someone that struggles with motivation or keeping on top of things, we 100% recommend um, doing something with someone else, whether it's a loved one or a friend um, or even a stranger. Sometimes it's the best part, you know, like that relationship is purely platonic. It's, it's, It's online or it's via this, this, you know, protective block. But having that relationship where you're like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going you know you're yeah, with someone in the same boat yeah. and you have the same goal so you're both like rooting for each other yeah. to yeah. actually achieve your goals yeah so it's, just, it's like having a support system let's get to Jackie's question yes. uh, she was asking about the best 
wearable for running, what would your recommendation be? Uh, Garmin has kind of ruled the running in terms of um, wearables. They kind of ruled that aspect. They were like one of the first to really bring out solid GPS tracking, um, and they're very very lightweight. So definitely have a look at some of the forerunners. You're going to need to search which ones are within your price range. Um, but the forerunners are light in weight. They usually have a clear screen and they've got a fantastic GPS um, system inside them. Another one which is, it's not necessarily a new watch, but not many people know about it, is called a Sunto. So Sunto, um, this one is Sunto 9. Um, it's mainly for off-road running, long distance running. Is this by Garmin or is this no, no, a separate this is, brand? No, no, this is a separate brand now okay. called Sunto, S-U-U-N-T-O. Um, they have very, they have a great price range. Um, some on the lower end, I think around about 200 pounds mark a bit below. And there's some on the high end around about 500 pounds. Mm. But they're very, very durable meant for off-road, meant for long distance, battery life of well over 120 hours. Um, so again, this is all down to what your running is like. If it's just a casual run, mm. um, you could use something like a Fitbit Ionic. So that's something that tracks your steps, tracks your calories. It does what most fitness wearable watches do. Um, if you're more of a serious runner, we're talking about the Garmin Forerunner for or the Sunto. Because these can also track your time, like within a marathon time, yeah. uh, you know, for your 5K, your 10K and whatever. Yeah. So they're really structured for that kind yeah, of thing, aren't they? Yeah, they have detailed cardio information yeah. um, that you can track, store, um, and then kind of go against your personal times, your best times, and even route tracking. So tracking your route, seeing where you are. I love that as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Adam was asking about privacy concerns when it comes to these trackers. It's interesting. That's a, a great question, um, especially because Amazon is in the stages. They do a lot of R&D. But uh, one thing that I was reading about that they're trying to develop a wearable that can uh, tell you your emotions, that can detect the emotions that you're having through a microphone and through also wow. uh, your blood pressure and, and, and that kind of thing, uh, your pulse and, and all kinds of other things. Are we just kind of getting... River's not impressed. <laughs> no, I am. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, just I'm, like, okay, I'm fully impressed. I, I don't I know. It's pretty cool. Do I want a wearable to detect my emotions? Well, if it detects the emotions, what can it suggest for us at that point? So that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Mm. And how can it affect our choices? And, and um, I was actually watching something about this. Uh, there was a, a man that basically had so many different wearables for so many different things and it actually really improved his life he ended up uh, losing a lot of weight because uh, he had some sort of tracker which would tell him uh, about the lighting of, of the place and how it would affect him and his food choices so don't go to certain restaurants that have this kind of lighting and it wow that's incredible. He ended up losing a lot of, of, of weight just because of that. The level of, of, of that. detail that these things can go into. Yeah. But, you know, to Adam's question, mm. where yeah. does all of this info go? So, look, the info really goes to the R&D team, that research and development team. And, yes, privacy is something that we all say is a massive issue. And, and I, I do agree. Certain things should be kept private and you should be aware of them. But the reality is, if we're talking about things like the emotions or talking about things like, um, is this particular lighting good for you personally? You're never going to know unless we have that kind of data. Mm. And this data is no different. When we talk about privacy, it's no different to scientists doing research many, many, several, several, several years ago and then bringing out those research papers that now make us make certain decisions. Mm. So 
the reality is as technology advances we need to keep up I think people mm. are afraid of uh, th- things that I've seen in the past are you know where people are afraid of insurance companies charging them more okay. uh, because they have certain information about their health yep. through fitness trackers okay uh, so you know there are some concerns that kind of make you think mm. that's that's really interesting um, that was the same with when they brought black boxes out for car insurance and I, I remember when this came out I had the option of going with a company that was like we can make your insurance cheaper <laughs> you give you the black box right but you drive correctly <laughs> there are already there are already in the US yeah. insurance companies who you know they will give you a tracker mm. and they will you know charge you differently because of because of the tracker you could be charged less you could be charged more yeah. depending on on what it's like but you know th- that just reveals the truth like, like to yourself and for me I know what it revealed yes I can drive safe but I also like driving I like driving the way I like to drive <laughs> and that would probably for me I knew that if I'd gone for that black box my insurance probably would have gone off uh, gone up sorry um, so it, all it does is reveal a truth if an uh, insurance company a health insurance company is going to give you a tracker um and you know yourself that you're not going to respond very well in terms of the fitness side, you're not that active and you're worried, maybe you should start getting a bit more active. Mm. Where I'd be more sympathetic is how do we know how accurate the data is? That's it. That's um, How accurate is it? This is the thing. Um, Again, it all comes down to certain research and development teams. Apple, for example, with the Series 4 in the States has FDA approval uh, for their heart rate. Um, monitor for it being extremely accurate mm. um, I can't go into percentages but the fact that they got FDA approval um, for its accuracy um, is, a, is a huge step and in terms of things like heart um, heart rate monitoring and heart attack detection or pre-heart attack detection these things are very very important but accuracy you know some of the um, so some of these watches depend on many things including was it like strap size mm-hmm. um, so many different features around the watch well it's going to be like um, you know that moment when you look at your watch and go I did not have that burger yeah. no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well we're going to come back in just a moment we're going to talk about uh, some of the ones that are worth investing in that's coming up next on Life Beats this is Pulse 95 you're listening to the Life Beats podcast Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. This is such an interesting uh, topic. We're just uh, mentioning how some wearables are so good that uh, IoT is a big thing now. Internet of things. Uh, some wearables will even hook up to uh, the lights in your room, turn them on for you. Uh, they will hook up to your coffee machine and start brewing your coffee as you wake up. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's amazing. I tell you what, it's just it's next level, isn't it? No, I think that, I think that's. This is where the productivity level comes in, and let's face it, we're already heading down a new era. This, I'm so excited by this. The internet is already at scale, so there's no more kind of um, oh we need to test this phase. It's here. It's doing its thing, and it's continuously growing. Mm-hmm. We need to keep up, and if you don't keep up, you're going to get left behind. You, you will. You will start to be noticeable. Um, that you'd stand out of how society is functioning. Right. Now, I don't necessarily agree with having your phone in your hand whilst speaking to someone and, and that particular kind of thing, but we're moving so fast forward that you definitely need to keep up. So having things like setting your entire routine from your wrist, 
from the moment you get up, leaving the house, to when you come back and there's something waiting for you, I think it's fantastic. It helps mm. improve productivity. Yeah, I like mm. it. If it can cook me dinner, that would be perfect <laughs> as well. <laughs> Let's get into the conversation about uh, which ones are definitely worth investing in, guys. Let's go. What's what would you? Um, what's your favorite? Oh, my favorite. I can't really say, but I did really enjoy using the Fitbit Charge. Mm-hmm. Um, Number two, it's my Fitbit Charge two. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed using that. Um, it helped keep me accountable. It made, it made me move around more because it, it had the options to look at your your steps on the front screen, and it wasn't too complicated. You know, it was it literally just had the, your workout function, your steps, your heart rate, your calories, and then you could sync it to your phone. But it was just really easy to use you go on the app and just track your progress over time and then on the app if you wanted to look more into um you know workout ideas and stuff like that then it had that option but for me i just wanted to track my workouts and that was it and so that's the thing it beneficial it's got to do what you want it's got to be easy to use right for yeah. sure yeah so on, on the on the for anyone that's just going into entry level for sure have a look at um things like the fitbit charge um or things like garmin's vivo fit range or vivo smart range these are the more entry level ones so the pricing is more affordable um i'm definitely into the apple series 4 and also the Mont Blanc Summit too. Uh, with the Series 4, it's not complicated to use, but there are so many features um, that are unbelievable, from looking at sleep to dealing with, like we said before, fall detection, heart, um, heart attack, basically pre-heart attack um, detection, emergency contact storing. So um, having access to your emergency contact if you're unresponsive. Um, a lot of fitness trackers also connect to music, um, so yeah, for, for me it would definitely be Apple Series Four, uh, Mont Blanc Summit, Fitbit, Fitbit Ionic, and Fitbit Versa. Uh, Fitbit Versa, Fitbit brought out Fitbit Versa to kind of compete with the Apple Series Four. So um, there's a lot to choose from. You just have to really go in and do your research, do invest, um, spend some time looking at all of the features. Check them out and yes. test them out. Have a bit of fun with it. Uh, we are going to leave off as always with your fact of the week. Mr. Adder. So, um, fact of the week. On a genetic level, all human beings are more than 99.9% identical. Uh, It's 0.1% of our genomes that make us unique. How how much makes us unique? Say that again. 0.1%. 0.1% makes us who we are. Wow. That is incredible. There has to be a lot more love in the world. We're we're pretty much identical. That 0.1% that makes us unique doesn't trump the majority. The majority of you is the same as someone else. And I'm a big believer in that really quickly because I feel we all share the same energy. So you can really empathize and sympathize with people when you just take that time to relax and, and listen. So guys, we're the same. Hug it out. Beautiful. I love it. What a gorgeous way to end the show. As always, you guys are amazing. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, thank you so much. And that's it for us here on Life Beats today. We're going to be back with you again. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.